At Maricopa County Medical Society, we focus on what physicians need to be successful throughout their careers. We host events, tell physician stories, and connect you with vetted partners. Visit us at mcmsonline.com or you can call us at 602-252-2015 to join. We need to uh, increase the number of patients on PrEP. We know that PrEP is very effective. Our goal is to uh, increase the number of patients with PrEP indications to 50%. And right now we are at 20%. So uh, basically we just need about 6,000 more people in Maricopa County to be on PrEP. And I think if we reach that number, we will reach the, you know, the end of the HIV epidemic. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot and your host for today's episode. Our guest today is Dr. Tanis Vanig. Dr. Vanig opened his practice in 1998 after graduating magna cum laude as a King Scholar from Maidol University Medical School in Thailand, completing his internal medicine residency at Harvard Medical School and receiving his postdoctoral fellowship in infectious diseases from Stanford University Medical School. Internationally recognized in HIV medicine, he speaks, publishes, and advises regularly with many organizations. Dr. Vanig serves on the City of Phoenix Fast Track Cities Initiative and is a leader for the Maricopa START program, which stands for State of Arizona Rapid Treatment, which is immediately linking newly diagnosed HIV patients to care. Dr. Vanig, welcome to the show. Good morning, John. Congratulations on all of the progress that you've made at Spectrum Medical. And um, this is a reconnection, I think, for some listeners or members of the Medical Society back in, I think it was March of 2022, when you were a speaker on a webinar talking about PrEP. We've gathered today to talk about HIV care, uh, writ large, I guess, and talk about what's happening in the state, advances that are that are going on, and um what additionally is needed, especially of the physicians who are listening. So I'm wondering if we could start by asking you to summarize the state of medical care for patients with HIV in Arizona. You know, I think we have come a long way. Um, You know, I've been here in Phoenix uh, for 25 years now. And when we started back then, there are only like three clinics that can take care of people living with HIV. And now we have more than eight clinics throughout the valley. And, um, you know, we all the clinics, we work together to really help uh, the patients and to help the community and the HIV epidemic here. So, Well, thank you. There's some numbers that we want to run through, but I'm wondering if we could back up just a little bit. And if you can tell listeners and your fellow physicians about why you got into HIV care? Well, I saw my first HIV patient when I was, when there was an intern that was back in 1987. And um, back then, you know, HIV and AIDS are just a death sentence. And, you know, we lost patients left and right. And you know, throughout my training, uh, 
we started having medications to treat, you know, HIV patients and, you know, one at a time, you know, I, I feel like, you know, this field is very rewarding for me as a physician, you know, to, um, help them, uh, you know, improve life, save life, and now, you know, help them, help, help them you know, have a normal life, just like people without HIV. Thank you, Dr. Vanning. Thanks for what you're doing. According to the State Health Department annual report for 2021, approximately 19,000 people are living with HIV AIDS in Arizona. And the incident rate, the incidence rate, uh, the rate of new cases has dropped slightly from 10.7 cases per 100,000 residents in 2019 to 9.6 cases per 100,000 in 2020. Do you know whether the incident rate continued to drop after 2020? Because I'm not sure um, what impact the COVID pandemic has had on HIV care the last couple of years. You know, that's very true. And we, we still don't know about that. You know, we have some... Uh preliminary data from 2021 and it looks like the new cases actually has gone up from 2020 and i think it's possible that you know during the pandemic which you know started at the beginning of 2020 and throughout that whole year you know we we have not done um hiv testing just like you know what we used to do before so now we are picking up you know new cases that should have been diagnosed you know, during the pandemic, so. I see that the incidence rate for males remains much higher than that of for female patients. Has that always been the case and why is that so? Yeah, and that has always been the case and the number actually has not really changed throughout the years. You know, roughly about 70% of newly diagnosed uh, cases are among men who have sex with men. And this is, you know, through for Maricopa County as through throughout the nation. So that hasn't changed. But I think for Maricopa County, what has changed is the race. So, you know, before 2015, you know, white uh, are among the highest number of newly diagnosed. And since 2015, you know, Hispanic uh, actually has surpassed uh, white. So. All right. Thank you. Dr. Vanning, let's take a short break. And when we come back, uh, we want to dive into uh, heart therapy, what's going on today and how you're providing care to patients, improvements that you think should continue to happen in the field, whether pharmaceutical or education or prevention or otherwise. And then some messages that you may have for other physicians listening. We'll be right back. Interested in CME? Patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation? At MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. For more info, check us out at mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Tanis Vanig, who treats patients with HIV. Dr. Vanig, 
highly active antiretroviral therapy or heart therapy has allowed people living with HIV who take those medicines as prescribed to live long and healthy lives. You talked about that at the beginning of the show. What other changes in care has helped patients over the past five to 10 years to improve their longevity and the quality of life? Many things have changed in the past uh, 10 years. First, you know, is the guidelines of uh, when to start antiretroviral therapy. You know, back 10 years ago, we used to treat patients, you know, according to their CD4 cells. And now, you know, the guidelines uh, recommend treating all patients regardless of their CD4 cell. The other thing that has changed in the past 10 years is that, you know, right now we have really great antiretroviral medications that are very, very effective, uh, even in someone who might be uh, infected with with resistant virus. And also it's very, uh, has a very, uh, you know, good safety profile. Uh, Patients can take it without any side effects so they can stay on it for, you know, forever. And also, you know, it's really, so, you know, with the single t- tablet regimen, it makes it a lot easier for patients to adhere to the regimen and take medications daily. And that's what we want. So now, you know, fast forward to uh, 2022, there was a study that was done in the U.S. that showed that, you know, people living with HIV, if they start taking antiretroviral when their CD4 counts are above 500, they actually have the same life expectancy as people who do not have HIV. And I think that is amazing. That is something that you know everyone should know. That's huge. That's huge news. So a lot has improved. A lot has changed over the last 10 years, as you say. But what improvements are still needed, either in terms of pharmaceutical advances, R&D, or should there be greater emphasis on education or testing? Where do you think we should be moving next? You know, there there are so many things that we need to improve. Um, you know, in terms of um, HIV medications, uh, there are new new medications in development right now that would make it more easier for patients to uh, take, whether it's treatment or prevention. Um, you know, I think we are looking at uh, long-acting injectable that uh, maybe, you know, patients can just, you know, do in- injection every three to six months for treatment. And it could, it could be, we might have even a long injectable that people can take every six months to, uh, for prep, for prevention. But, uh, you know, for, for us in this community, you know, our goal is to end uh, HIV by the year 2030. And there's still a lot more to do. You know, I think in terms of uh, testing, uh, we, there's still a you know a hard to reach uh, population, especially um, you know minority uh, Black and Hispanic patients that are you know we need to uh, target. And for treatment, I think we are doing really good right now. Uh, but to really end the HIV epidemic, we need to uh, increase the number of patients on PrEP. We know that PrEP is very effective. Our goal is to uh, increase number of patients with PrEP indications 
to 50%. And right now we are at 20%. So uh, basically we just need about 6,000 more people in Maricopa County to be on PrEP. And I think if we reach that number, we will reach the, you know, the end of the HIV epidemic. That would be huge. That would wondering... be huge. It would and be that, huge. And that's why I think, you know, we, we really need to push uh, primary care providers to actually offer PrEP to the patients because um, this, you know, PrEP is a great A1 recommendation by the you know, USPS task force. And I think it's kind of, it's still underused right now. Yeah, and I wonder if you could tell everyone uh, sort of a 101 about PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. What does it actually entail? Is it a, a series of, of just a few pills that a patient has to take? So tell, talk to a, a, a new resident or talk to a, a newly licensed physician in the state of Arizona about what PrEP is. Right now, um, you know, we have three options for PrEP, and two of them are uh, oral medication that you take uh, daily. It is very effective, over 99.9% effective. And the other option is the injectable PrEP that, you know, one can uh, get an, a shot every other month, and that is, like, very effective, too. So, um and it's something that, you know, it's very uh, easy to do. And, um, you know, any primary care providers can do that. I wonder if you could tell listeners about the programs to link newly diagnosed HIV patients to care. How do they work? For example, if a patient comes into their primary care provider tomorrow and uh, the blood work is run and they find out they're newly diagnosed, what's the next step and how do they? Who does a primary care physician talk to next? So um, first, let me talk about the de definition of rapid start. Rapid start is to uh, start patients on antiretroviral medication as soon as possible, you know, preferably the same day as they are diagnosed. And, you know, rapid start is actually in the guidelines of, you know, all the guidelines, whether you look at uh, the World Health Organization, uh, International AIDS Society, or even our own you know, Department of Health and Human Services guidelines, they recommend rapid start. So, um, you know, in, in the old days, we, we couldn't do that because we didn't have a good medication that is safe enough to start. But now we, we, we have, you know, really good medications that we can start safely before even before we get the baseline lab result back. So, uh, you know, rapid start has been shown to improve uh, patient adherence, uh, patient outcome, and also, you know, in, in terms of uh, public health, we know that the sooner the patient gets to undetectable viral load, the better because they cannot transmit the virus to uh, their loved ones. So, that's our goal. So with our rapid start program, as you said, you know, it's called START, which is the state of Arizona, a rapid treatment. Uh, we put together a, a structure that can uh, link patients from major testing sites to HIV clinic within the same day. 
And the core of the, of the program is that, you know, we have a hotline number that any providers can call and it will ring uh, the, the county, uh, Maricopa County Health Department. And then they will refer patients out to our uh, rapid start clinics, which we have eight clinics right now throughout the valley. Uh, the other thing that we offer is that, you know, for patients without uh, health insurance, and that's the majority of actually newly diagnosed patients are without health insurance, we can refer them to our uh, Rapid Start Navigator, who can enroll them in other services like brand white services, ADAP services, and they can be seen within the same day and start on medications. So that's the kind of the core of our uh, program. One thing I want to tell you is that we have had a great result so far. So we, we launched the CDY Rapid Start program in September of 2018. And um, before 2018, it took uh, 30 days to link patients from diagnosis to physicians. And now we are down to about three to four days. And in terms of viral suppression, uh, in 2018, it took 129 days to, uh, from diagnosis to, to viral suppression. And now we can get patients to undetectable within 37 days. And this, that is a, I think a very good success of our program. It is. Congratulations. Uh, big impact on the patients. Uh, Dr. Vanig, um, I saw the state is reporting that about 80% of people in Arizona who were diagnosed with HIV AIDS in 2020 were linked to care. How do we miss about 20% and what is being done to close that gap? Okay, that, that is a very good question. So first of all, we have to look at the definition of linkage to care that, that they use here is, is a CDC definition. It means, you know, patients should have a first visit with a physician within 30 days. So, so when you look at people who are not within the 80% here, I think there are two buckets. First, there are people that actually get linked to care, but it takes longer than uh, 30 days. So these are, I think there are patients that are diagnosed maybe in the other doctor's office from routine testing or something, and they actually don't know about our program. So our goal right now is to go out there and educate all the primary care providers about, okay, if you have a new patient who are newly diagnosed, just call that number. That's all you need to know. We can take care of the patients from, from that point. Now, the other bucket is actually it's hard to treat patients you know that a lot of patients who are just newly diagnosed, they are totally asymptomatic. And those patients, a lot of them have uh, either a mental health issue or other psychosocial issue that uh, they think that, you know, they that uh, take priority before their HIV diagnosis. So there are those patients that might not seek care. And for those patients, we are doing everything to, to try to reach out to them. You know, with Maricopa County, uh, they would do a, a phone call to remind a patient. They even do a house call to, you know, see, uh, you know, and make sure that the patients are linked to care. And um, so we, we are working hard to get that 
20 percent you know linked to care so good well thank you um every every little bit certainly matters dr vanig thank you so much for your time i know the the stigma around hiv and aids has been diminished still remains a little bit but I think the care and the progress that you and other people have made is fantastic. Certainly a lot more way to go to try to end HIV by 2030. So hopefully the listeners here can play a part in that, especially the primary care physicians looking at PrEP and referring patients as needed to specialists. Um, if anyone listening wants to connect with Dr. Tanis Vanig and his team at Spectrum Medical, please go to spectrummedicalcareaz.com. Spectrum Medical offers compassionate and inclusive state-of-the-art care for the LGBTQ plus community. Dr. Vanek, thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. This production is brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602 252 2015. Helping physicians be the best they can be.